Hello everybody, it is your main man Rico Rocks, host of Social Suicide Podcast, coming at you today live with episode 50. A treat conversation of philosophical bliss with one of my babies, one of my esoteric advisors is one of the terms I use. Thank you very much for checking me out. Please follow the show if you haven't already. Rico Rocks here. Young mystic going through life. Stay positive, everyone. Enjoy. Uh, hello, folks. The next person we have on is a esoteric advisor with a very sizable sausage. Welcome, Chris Wilson. Hi there. Hi, uh, hi big guy and uh, Rico. Hey, bro, what's talking? What's good, bro? I just did my briefing today, as I mentioned. And I got an hour and a half on right on radio on Ontario, Canada. There's 45,000 that listen to me. And then I uh, do one in the Netherlands called uh, World Gone Mad. And that's kind of about eight to 10,000. Anyway, I share the knowledge every day because this is what you've never learned in school or in uh, your own research unless you're an expert, as I've been as a former uh, DOD officer, uh, the uh, military, and an analyst. Over. So let me tell you. Let me talk about this. This is something I've been thinking about the founding, the founding of America. One of the most things that I was thinking about recently, and then someone gave me an answer a day or two ago to give me some direction. But it's been something for the last months. I've been like, ah, 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 what is the answer? And, well, apparently the name America comes from some guy named something something. America, something like his name had America in it. It was like some French guy, like something, something Americana. Are you familiar with this guy? Yes, but um, it was not America's Vespucci, uh, one of the discoveries. Yeah, that's it, what I'm thinking. Of. It actually is not from an American or a French or. It's exactly, that's what I don't think. I think that there's some very, very hidden diabolical symbolism in the name America. But somebody told me that that America guy thing, and just, to, but it was still better than not knowing nothing. But but I do think there's something further, if I were to really truly say. It comes from an Inca word, which translates into uh, a feathered serpent god. Whoa. Say that three times fast, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, see, something like that is really what I was thinking it meant. Anyway, I've got an essay on it. I'm going to look further. Yeah, no, absolutely. That I'm fascinated by that because I think that there could be code in language. Obviously, there's code in language, but I think that particularly to America or to the to all the continents, rather, there is a code to be deciphered. And I, I think that there's many interpretations, I'm sure, and I'm sure I, I can't wait to dive into what you know, but... My mind just picking it apart from an outside observer has a feeling it is definitely a code and it's definitely connected. And if you were, if we can truly identify where those connections came from and what those true words are and what the code is, then it gives a better glimpse into the founding of a country or nation or of any of it, any of the globe. Well, as I mentioned, I sent you my my email. You just have to follow through and send me yours. Did you actually physically send it already? Oh, I've, I've given it to you on your show several times. I'll do oh, it. Yes, but you need to. Oh, no, I have it still. I have it. 
They should have it. But I thought you, yeah, but I, I mis, misheard you. I thought no, you said. No, send me yours and I'll send you one. I can even do one right now. I can. All right, here you go. Let's say I'm, do that because. I'm, and you learn about, all about where the, the title of our country came from. It's not American. And it's, but isn't it so interesting that people don't even question that so deeply? But it's what we are. Well, I'm an American. I'm an American. God bless America. North America, South America, Central America. Everyone throws these words around like they're damn frisbees. It's from the Inca language. Inca, Inca. I'm gonna have to I have to note the Inca. Incas are the ancient race that uh, ruled uh, uh, the, the west coast of uh, South America. They're like the Mayans, but Mayans were of uh, Central America. And INCA, the Incas were, uh, you had basically uh, Pizarro that uh, discovered the Incas in about 1519 in Peru. Mm, it's because I, I thought it was fascinating how a nation of rebels could break away from the, the British or the English, rather, and then... Go start a whole new constitution. Go start a whole new country. But then name it something completely unrelated to that cause. Name it something that's completely outside of that. Let's rebel against the monarch. It has nothing to do with those founding fathers. It has nothing to do with the... The name comes from a completely Inca outside source. It has nothing to do with the fucking Quakers. But it's funny that the whole country as a whole, all 50 states bound on that outside name. It's interesting. Right. Well, send me your email now. I did. I, I typed it in chat. No, not, I don't need in the chat. I need you to send it to me offline because when you oh. when a host does it, it always comes in black. It doesn't yeah. come out white. Offline? It's hard to read. Yeah, just like yours. So you send it to my email that I gave you. Right, and I just have I, to get my notebook. Well, I can type mine in the chat again. You just need to snapshot it or write it down. I'll just send it as you say it real quick. Let me just fucking type it up. I'm typing in now. One moment. I've only got one arm that works. Okay, with a hand. Okay. Uh, Okay, it's S and Sierra, P is in Papa, E is in Echo, C is in Charlie, T is in Tango, E is in Echo, uh, R is in Echo, uh, R is in Romeo, E is in Echo. So it's Spectre, which is a British spelling of what you would call Phantom, 990 at gmail.com. I've just sent it to you, so it's in the chat. You take that, and then you send it to me. I'll pick it off my laptop. I will send you the essay, which always have... Uh, photographs or diagrams and pictures and you can take snapshots of that and put it into the uh the briefing i'll do for you now yeah it's, it's interesting I, i'll definitely i sent you the email I, I can't i'll definitely take it all that in all your information knowledge with with a gra gratitude but i i always i'm gonna keep, i wonder what i little divulge but i'm, I'm very i have a very paranoid inclinations for some previous bias for some reason. And I kind of want to, I want my bias to be confirmed on what I'm thinking is going on here. Understood. But I'm saying I, I'm, I've already established my integrity. Right, right, right. All these podcasts that I've been doing for 
Oh, 100%. Your integrity is there. I'm going to definitely take, can't wait to see it. I have no idea. It could be everything I ever wanted more, but, but I'm very curious on, on, on it because I found it interesting, brother, that, that where it could either be one of two things. It could be students, but then you have those philosophers say, but coincidence does not exist. I do not, I do not jump on either bandwagon. It's hard to say. That's a tough claim either way because coincidence can be coincidence theory, but, some say that it doesn't exist, and if it doesn't exist, that means that the fact that America is named America is way deeper than the Constitution. Is way deeper than the founding oh, fathers. Forty nine out of the fifty two signers of the Constitution or Declaration of Independence were uh, were Freemasons. Right, right, exactly. But then, the, the, even they the didn't have a, a say in the name. Right, Rastafarians as a higher form of Freemasonry. And uh, uh, Ben Franklin was, was a Rastacrucian. And Inca predates both of those or those factions, doesn't it? Well, Freemasonry goes, I've traced it back over 20,000 years. I think it actually goes back to, uh, uh, in a different name, back to Atlantis, which is our fourth root race of mankind. We're the fifth root race known as the Aryan race, collectively. Mm-hmm. And so, so, you, so you're putting a lot of chips on the Freemason theories, eh? Hey? Oh, Freemasonry is destroying this world. I, this I've, I've looked pretty deep into Freemasonry, country. not super deep, but I've, over the past, I've looked definitely into the, the concepts and stuff like this. I've even met real-life Freemasons, interesting people. But, well, I had it in my family. My grandfather, my great-grandfather, my great uncle and my great great uncle were all uh, 33 degree Freemasons and my grandfather tried to get my father into it but he at the transition is between the third and the fourth degree for the Scottish right because I'm 50% Scottish and 50% British and my father uh, was tried to be brought in by my grandfather and at like probably age eight to ten and he got tired of all the uh, rituals of the apron and then the the uh, the bizarre things they had to do as far as the Masonic order for um, uh, basically uh, presentations and, and uh, what you had to say. So he, he didn't do anything. But the transition is between the third and the fourth uh, degree because at the fourth, once you're from the fourth on, you never leave. You're a, a Masonic uh, 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 as Masonic order initiate they're on and uh you never leave and the basically the highest one today in our country is actually uh newt gingrich the uh former uh, uh congressman and uh, uh from georgia he's pure evil oh heck yeah heck yeah it's it's equivalent of the uh uh on the uh illuminati which is what it refers to is that he is the uh, basically the grand wizard. Whereas uh, in, the, in uh, the Illuminati, they have what is called the five mother goddesses of darkness. Oh, and man. Those, it all stems from Germany. And um, Gloria Vanderbilt is one of them. She's one of the five mother goddesses of darkness. And she is also the mother of... Um, what's his name? Anderson Cooper. Would a would a 
actual in the deep of it mason be called a freemason or just a mason no well freemason is 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 masonry it's all part of the masonic order the scottish order has 33 degree rights that are known to the public however it goes all the way up to 100 i have the, the entire scale and the highest so is freemason it's not just a mason and then the freemasons are a almost mock sect well it's masons are part of freemasonry but the the which is the masonic order but the masonic is free that was added later when uh basically what happened after the templars were expelled and uh, burned at the stake about 15 to 20 percent the majority of the survivors they went to portugal and became the order of christ and then from uh portugal they went to scotland and became uh freemasonry they became the uh what what you would know is uh they went from the knights templars to the order of christ in portugal and then became the uh uh freemasonry in scotland what sense of the word free are they using? Free as in unbound or free as in ungoverned? Free as in no cost? What it's not, not a no cost. Freemasonry just means it's just a word they added to masonry to make it sound a little oh, bit Oh, just different. like saying Super Bowl? They could have just said bowl. That's correct. Yes, you've got it now. Okay, there you go. But it's it's not anything to do with truly free of any sort. It's rather constricted. Right. Of course. And, no, I'm just was gaining. I'm just was getting a foundational layout of the actual terminology here because I was wondering if there's a feud between people who claim ancient masonry and then those who preach Freemasonry. Is there a disconnect, or is it usually the same pot there? Masonry and Freemasonry are exactly Okay, I'm just was clear, under, getting a super clear understanding of that because that right there, sometimes people get miss those little cues of even a simple change to the verbiage can actually be a different sect or ideology. For example, Satanism and the loose Anton LaVey Satanism, and then there's Satanic worship and then Luciferianism, I'm sure, and then shit like this where Satanism and Satanism... There's multiple terms. There's right, the... They're all interrelated. They are absolutely all one and the same. Mm. Free, uh, uh, the demonism, uh, the demonic order, the uh, Satanism, they're all one and the same. They believe in the dark side of life, and that's sick. Well, they believe that it... Well, let's be... I don't cast judgment too harshly, but I'd say to believe or to... Worship is, I mean, the wording is interesting, to believe in the dark side of life. I think that to believe that the dark side of life exists does not mean to be a believer in its in its glory, necessarily. I, I could see, because in, in a sense, it almost sounds like you would want to know both sides, almost to, to, to believe it, just so you could know that it's in the spectrum of belief, but not necessarily believe it to promote it, believe it to preach it. Well, Freemasonry, or basically, you start with the Templars, but then it goes even further back. These are all based upon secret societies, which have dominated this and permeated this uh, surface world. You had the Templars, and then you had King Philip IV, who was known as King Philip the Fair, 
he collided, he uh, uh, coerced with uh, his cousin, uh, Pope Innocent III, and basically Philip IV had borrowed tons of money from the Templars. And uh, the, he realized he couldn't pay it back because he borrowed so much. So what he did was his solution was just eliminate them completely. And that's what he did. He infiltrated their group in uh, by uh, 1407. And what they did is they rounded up the the ones in the what they thought was the group, but it was only a fraction of them in uh, uh, in Paris, France. And then uh, Bernamet burned uh, Jacques de Molay, who was the, the last official Grand Master in 1414. It's so interesting, though. I don't know how... I know you're very hist- you're historical and you're, you're very knowledgeable and you're wise, but I wonder how it, where your mind goes when you start thinking of philosophies and these kind of things, because the whole concept of there being a light and a dark... This gets into the very philosophical, philosophical, but it truly does beckon to the the existence of both, the existence of the duality, the the scale of the light and the dark, and then the abilities Mankind. of light and dark. Mankind because has both the masculine and the feminine, and they have both the positive and the negative. And do they need each other? Does one exist without the other? In your in, in your philosophical playground. Um. I, I'm heterosexual. I've been married for 38 years, and basically, uh, um, how dare you? Well, I have a marriage of convenience now because <laughs> since for the last 13 years with my stepdaughter, who was uh, 30, Ooh. I was in Hawaii for two years with the Department of Defense as a uh, graduate education uh, administrator for the clinical psychology department. Mm-hmm. Um, she put the house into foreclosure because I told her to pay a simple bill. And she was like 15 feet away from in the parking lot. And she called me and said she couldn't find it. She never got out of the car. I got back and found that uh, because the uh, insurance paid that they had put forced insurance on it. And this is a rigged system between the banking system, the insurance companies, uh, the estimators, etc. And the point is, I came back with a thirteen thousand dollar bill, and I literally collapsed on the floor. Because you don't you- give yourself a car, sir. But, but this concept of light and dark, though, because I find it interesting that let's say dark starts to rise in the world, and evil men start doing evil things, and these people starting these families and Masonic orders, and well, then light to expunge it. It's interesting because as history is told, that the people who cause change and bring change are the ones who take it usually and i could see that as being a darker force in theory just a plundering violent massacring executing relentless force of elimination and theory that could be i could see how that is a part of the darkness because it it's got to get violent you have to end people that are the evil ones and it's, but it's using so i feel like in the to to, to defend the light or to to sometimes the light can use the forces of dark to bring the light back out to light versus let's say the the evil the ones who are on the light side they just keep getting killed by all the dark side how is the light supposed to combat so what's your theory on that concept of use of the of the dark 
is a protector of the light. Well, the light needs I don't believe it's a protector of the light. These are two opposing forces that have always existed. The benevolent, which is a positive, which is the light. And then you have the malevolent, which is the evil, which is the dark. So if it doesn't matter if the, if it's violent, it's just the intent which defines the light or dark on the violence? Well, it's intent. The, the force, the ones fighting for the intent of light, then they're the, the ones that are the, they're using violence in a, in the force of might and the, the rage of battle in a, with the forces of light? Well, you're seeing it every day in the news today because the media, which has been controlled since the 1500s with the invention of the Gutenberg Press in like the 1550s, this is how you control society. You feed them the information you want them to believe and then you can that way you control the minds of mankind. And basically, you're seeing it every day in the news today and it's not once a year or once a, once every six months or once a month. It's every single day. We are so close to the collapse. We're within, in my opinion, six months. But that's my point, though, that wouldn't it be nice if somebody just came, like a bunch of rational, non-greedy, you could say people that are on the forces of good or light, came and just said, hey, every all you dark, evil motherfuckers, you're done. Sit down. Here's this knife in your chest. Here's a sword in your head. And we're done here. We're we're done here, and we're gonna we're gonna regain this world for the light. Would that be an act of light or an act of evil? Well, if it changes, it would be an act of light. It's basically, even if it came out in a overrun revolution coup oh, style violent coup. No question, we are going to war, but it's not domestic. It's not a civil war. It's global, and it's going to be. I think it's going to take twelve to fifteen years to actually recorrect what this debt-based society economy that is petrodollar driven is what it's going to take for the evil to lose we will eventually think of the chances of a whole new empire revolution overthrow into a whole new shift a whole new era and shift do you think that's uh, chances are there or no uh i think like a revolutionary force just to overthrow all the previously governments everything like all the pre-existing borders get re just some some freaking some kind of conquer some force of conquer that just says this is the next thing well what the what the globalists neocons or uh the illuminati to the uh uh uh, sonic order to the cia which is all one and the same their objective is a trans to basically change our world into transgender, transhumanistic. And that's the way to go, honestly. If you were to change the whole paradigm of this plane, it would take I, I would say it would take, but one of the ways to really to, to overthrow the powers that were and the powers that be and the powers that can possibly were is to bring in a variable that is novel to to bring in something that is completely novel and in a new evolution and one of the ways that i can see that is through either the ai fusion or the genetic fusion and i per, if i were to choose one like 
pick my poison, I would rather go with DNA splicing for my pick a poison than getting cyborged out. But that's just me. Well, basically, they're looking to basically, just like with the Georgia Guidestones, which just got blown up uh, in northwest of Atlanta. That was that was a Freemason uh, originate originated, and it was uh, also the Freemasons which destroyed it to make it as though they're being uh, overcome. But it's stated on the Georgia Guidestones in in like eight to twelve languages about deep, you know, a new world order. Uh, the, the objectives are threefold. It's a new world order. A keep the uh, population at five hundred thousand. That's correct. Five hundred million. Five hundred million. Okay. Ironically, that is the number that all the other nine planets in our solar system—they uh, live below the surface, not on the surface, because we're exposed to four types of radiation, mm-hmm. and it's lethal. We exposed to ultraviolet, uh, alpha, beta, and gamma radiation, and they live below the surface, hundreds of miles. So they are, and they have their cities built beneath the surface and they can do this through collective uh, consciousness and they can generate city uh, basically geometric domes without changing the uh, I can can imagine this and I've got photos of what uh, some of the lunar modules, not lunar but some of the Russian modules took of the surface of uh, Mars and Venus and on Mars you can actually see the uh, uh, schematic outlay of the of one of the cities that's hundreds of miles below the surface. So it's fascinating. But anyway, oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, man, that sounds mind-boggling. Well, I have one of the largest collections, not the largest, but one of them of off-world and basically uh, uh, fourth-dimensional, fifth-dimensional, and uh, all the uh, secrets that the every government has kept hidden from the public intentionally, but. The secret societies go all the way back, and I've traced them back as far as I can to Babylonia, which was uh, Bab- Babylon was the city-state capital of Babylonia, which is now Mesopotamia, which was Mesopotamia, which is now Iraq today. And the Anunnaki came to this planet and left about 2,350 years BC uh, from this world. But they will be coming back. And the planet that they are from is called Nabu. Even if they never come back, even if they change their mind and said, hey, they fuck won't. it. No, but let's just say for, for, for humor's sake, let's say they did. I think they left something in theory, if, just to stay on this, on this concept of what got left behind when they did come. And that's what the wars in the Middle East are all about. Well, well, let's just say, just to be a little bit partial here, just for shits and gigs. They left something which can can is it was either gonna be the best of times or the worst of times. It was either gonna amount to nothing or it was gonna amount to everything in theory. And it's very interesting to watch it play out because the world is getting a bit complex for its own good right now. And it's it can either go in a boring way where it's oh fall of society, another another empire down by its glory, but something that got left behind is shining its big white teeth right now, and it's this this possible novel revolution, 
where it's not just the rise and fall of greed and men, but it's got it's going to be a close call in my opinion. And what I speak of is this this ascension from a human state to either AI humans or to become completely re-engineered DNA molecule superhumans, like Superman in a sense. They've been doing that DNA. With, uh, DNA and it, it's close, bro, because the technology is getting built now. The CRISPRs and the the colliders and the these things that are attempting to ascend the human DNA and the human makeup as it races against the humans, the humans horde, and it's very interesting, brother, because the humans horde, if the human horde just rips and runs through the world right now, cool. We'll just Georgia Guidestone style it, go down to a very low number, hurt, blow ourselves up for a bit. But in the other hat, if someone could actually pull the shit off and become more than human, become way more than human, become ascension ascended evolved revolutionized however you want to name it enhanced beyond the shadow of a doubt and and actually pull it off to where they can uh, use it in a weaponized organized fashion get more than one then then they can take over the world bro they could save the world from itself they could save humans from themselves they're not doing it to save humans they're it's only furthering their agenda, but they've... Oh, well, I'm saying there's multiple agendas at play, I'm sure. There's some right. people that want to do that, but then I'm sure there's a few creative inventors out there who are racing against the clock to try to ascend for maybe selfish reasons. Maybe they want to be the next King Caesar on the next on the next phase, or they want to to just stick it to the man and say, ha, ah, look at that, you thought you had us, and look at you, now one of your peasants over over completely outclassed you. Maybe that's one of the things, but I think there's there's multiple hands in the in, in the play here. Oh, there are multiple hands. There's basically, I've got a video which uh, the man was uh, taken out. He was given cancer, but he was uh, near brilliant in uh, uh, basically computers as well as in communication. And he was developing a nanotechnology back oh. in the 1970s because all of our agents in intelligence were being either captured, tortured, extracted information, and then killed. And so he was developing nanotechnology so he could help our government track our agencies, track our agents. Exactly. That's, a, that's one example. Now, Chris, listen, I don't know exactly where your, your loyalty lies and your, and your destiny lies with, all, with, the, with this epic climax here of the, the 21st century, but... I I know that it's 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 a it's a no limit game right now and it really does it's may the best man win and I think everyone has the the free human god given right to p- pick their role in the this this phase and they could be the force of good be the force of dark be the force of old be the force of new but I don't know exactly where my expertise lies. I'm obviously not a CRISPR guy. I don't have any expertise in the science of CRISPR. I'm not actually in the labs. I'm not a, a guy who's working on the collider. But but I'll tell you that right now, I'll be the first to tell you, my hand is in the ring. My hat is thrown. My name is in the bucket of those who are attempting to ascend and revolutionize before 
the horde overruns or the evil ones or however we, or the collabs because it is still up for grabs and I don't know exactly where I'll find my my exact invention but I know that my mind is very open to the possibilities and I'm very, very focused on the aspects of the possibilities and the intention of the human revolution ascension to next, whoever, the next, basically the next world power after the next phase. And there's no limit, brother. And I think you have to really make, choose your, choose your side for yourself and not you yourself, but in general, people have to choose their side for themselves. And it's, Man, I, I really, I really am aiming high for this one. I think that it's a noble cause, brother, to to add to the to the side that is because when one door closes, one door opens, man. And if the world's falling apart and the society and all these things come, it's it could either just fizzle out or it can become rebounded or reinvented, like I mentioned. But but it, it, I get very 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 almost mad, mad mania. I get manic just thinking about about this and the roles that are at play and the possibilities and the potentialities because it's quite, quite breathtaking. It's quite breathtaking on on the on the seriousness and the simplicity of it and the just how sophisticated it can all be. And it, it's it's it, I just think it's neat. I think it's neat that the world could can continue in a certain way or but to be this close to a a new era. It's, I'm very, very well. They're trying to change it to their agenda completely, and that's right. why you have today the they've been they attacked religion using religion at the very beginning to control humanity, and then from that the Catholic Church is at the very highest tiers is pure evil, and that. Uh, 100%. But there's but, so many factions involved now that those are the older, more established ones that are are trying to take it over the Vatican's and the and the the private western banks and the these 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 masonic origin stuff but unfortunately for them and their sweet little poor little hearts is it became more than cordial it became more than bureaucratical it became more than in my opinion I'm talking theoretics here maybe I'm over maybe I'm giving it too much but but in my in my little thought process here it's gotten it's gone to a realm of abstract in a way that's novel. And it's, it's the person who does anything the first time has to do it the first time. Anyone who does the new thing has to do the new thing. The wheel wasn't the guy who put a wheel on tire rods and was able to make a wheel out of it instead of just a round rock had to do that. And, I think that's what we're looking at, and that's a sophisticated way of saying it. that's what we're looking at here. Is we got a bunch of complicated variables, but now it's just time for either a nothing to happen and it's just to go haywire and then go just trajectory, or someone to invent the wheel again, someone to reinvent the wheel. Well, everybody has their own opinions. I've done thirty years worth of research, and I had a very extensive near-death experience over three and a half months. So I wrote in the future, the gift I was given for being able to survive a extensive uh, long-term, uh, what is known as an NDE, a near-death experience, the creator gives anyone who survives this a small gift. Wayne Herschel, that I've been doing essays on his, he had a near-death experience and he got 
was given by the creator ancient knowledge, and that's what he's explo- exploiting now to the American, uh, to the world public of, of the truth of uh, our world and history, whereas I was given what is known as foresight, which is an aspect of prophecy. So I've already seen the future, and I know what's going to happen. Yeah, the and, thing about seeing the future, though, as much as I love it, foresight and all this, it's very powerful, very usable, very solid. But everyone knows that is in the foresight game that once the future is seen, then comes the option to in, change, interject into it. Because once you've seen it, now there is a, a action of choice to the to the premonition, and that thus can completely alter the vision. As soon as you act on what you've seen, then it changes the future. It, it, you've prepared now. Now it's it's some in theory that's usually what most people would say. Oh, we seen them. They're coming. They're going to come tomorrow and attack us. So boom, let's all get in our positions, and when they come, we'll kill them. Therefore, they weren't going to get us the way we saw them getting us. In theory, that the future is not written, but it's already being predetermined. Right. That's all I'm saying. The future is not written, but it is a strong predetermination, brother, and. I probably sound like a freaking mad theologian of my time if I were to sit here, if they were to, to put my word in tablets. But but I, my philosophies lead me to these to these to these the, these theories, brother. And it's not even to be contrarian or skeptic, but it's it's just how my little gift works. Is the gift of the gift of logic, the gift of imagination, the gift of creativity through skill perception and stuff. And it's, I know the hope there's, there's things that you, it, it's Occam's razor. If it looks like a duck, sounds like a duck, quacks like a duck. But I have some theories about that. Well, the future isn't written yet, but it's being predetermined. And um, it's very bleak. We um, it's definitely a one of the big chances, unless there's a, a interjection directly, which there's many attempts of interjection currently unraveling, but unless there's a successful redirect, then yeah, the the trajectory sticks. Maybe I'm optimistic, but well, I'm both, I but I'm a, that, real, a realist, not a not a fatalist. I know that the solution for me to live an extra 5, 10, 15 years is to leave the country because anyone on any continent, uh, we're being poisoned by our food, water, and air that we eat, drink, and breathe. And that is their objective. And they want to... An de- attempt to, to weaken the other forces that are trying to create something to try to, to, to get their victory assured. Right. So my goal how futile! Is- how futile it seems, doesn't it? It almost seems panicked. Well, people haven't been haven't looked beyond uh, the immediate realm, and they basically are taking what they've learned from school and from just uh, general life and even uh, advanced schooling, like me. But the point is, it's uh, it's we've all been taught wrong. Everything we've, we've learned. We've all been taught. They're being taught with misleading context, oh, right? Because it's all a combination of lies, deception, disinformation. It's, pro- it's a pure doctrine and indoctrination into a specific 
narrative. Populist. They've attacked. They've used religion to control it. Then they went after uh, the uh, politics, uh, geopolitics. Uh, then they went after civics. Then they went after uh, uh, education. They destroyed uh, the foundation of education. And I've done many essays of uh, what Michael Sarian, that's T-S-A-R-I-O-N, who I consider the number one alternative historian in the world in English. Ooh, and uh, that's what I just did today on Right on Radio, part one of the, uh, uh, the, the um, founding of America, the secret history. Um, and Esoteric secrets. Yeah, and the, the uh, Irish origins of Western civilization. I did part one today on Jeff Shepard's in Canada, and he had, he told me he's got forty five thousand that listen to me. So yeah, man, that's fascinating, bro. Uh, and you're a historian master for sure, I, right? You're so well versed, and I'm more of a theologian philosopher, but I think I hold my way in in my little in my little field as well. That's I'm not fun. as rich as you, but I love talking with guys like you because it, I, I would love to throw these kind of reminders of madness and of theory into to logical intelligent men like yourself because who knows what can can evolve from that and what 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 reinforcements that could apply because sharp iron sharpens iron brother and it's well we've been taught wrong intentionally but knowledge is having had a an extensive near-death experience and for over three and a half months and when I came back and was conscious, I asked the physicians who were uh, attending to me, I said, how long was I in a coma? Because time doesn't exist in the, in the fourth dimensional realm we've, taught as, mm. we've been taught as death. And I said, how long was I comatose? Five weeks, five months, or five years? They looked at me very strange because they think time is, five a, seconds. They think time is a dimension. And... Uh, they just, uh, they said over three months. You've got five seconds left on the show? No, no, because you said, oh, you're like, when you asked them, oh, five minutes, five hours, five, how long was I out? Five months, five years? And I was, and I just said facetiously, five seconds. Like, if that's oh. what they would have responded, like, bro, you were out for two seconds. What are you talking about? And it's oh, they looked like at me five strangely. years. They looked at me strangely because they, they think time is a dimension. It's not. Time is strictly. The ascension or regression of movement. That's all it is. No it is other race, no relative other race to our, perceptor. No other race in our solar system or in the fourth and fifth dimensional uh, beings' realms, they don't use time. Time would be one of the five uh, components of energy. Not and, use time as a dimensional law, but do they do other creatures use time as a lifespan no. decay? Thing? No, time is strictly a man-made concept for control. Yeah, the concept of time, but does the concept of decay and and rot exist outside of time? Because that is how we measure time. We measure it because we know that we are 24 hours. When we say, oh, a year passed, we don't give a fuck that a year passed. We care that our skin is a year closer to rotting to a point of fatality. Well, see, they don't age. They see, re- that's what I was asking they is because time... Aging and time are two different concepts, but they both play hand in hand because if you age, then you must play with time. If you don't age, then you fuck time. We created time for control. It's strictly to manipulate mankind. Well, to, 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 to try to manage our decay. 
because it's like, okay, how long do we have before it's over? Hey, it's to just control humanity. Well, I think it's multifaceted, but I, I have to agree with you respectfully and say a big part of it, in my opinion, is the decay process. Because which you could say is a method of control because maybe it's a brainwash. Decay people are decaying way faster than they need to because of brainwashing things, diets, air quality, but it is control, maybe decay. But decay is a factor, sir. Do not take away the weight of the freaking skeletal, fleshy rock, Rico. Because that is where we where we know. Oh, our time means something. If we didn't have this feeling of of rot we wouldn't even care if it took us 20 years to figure out one thing but we feel it we feel our shit burning from the inside out on their fourth dimensional beings and beyond their consciousness is transferred so basically when a child is born of a fourth dimensional race like the uh venusians or uh martians jupiterians or uh saturnians they have the iq of uh, like a seven-year-old at birth okay It's just interesting to think that they don't use the same laws of a physical shell. They maintain the same age of maturity when they reach maturity at age 25 and they carry it all the way through and they live anywhere of a minimum of 800 to 1,000 years. We have a gene that was implanted in us about 230,000 years ago and that gene was discovered by the British somewhere around the year 2010, which makes us age, but they're never going to share it because... I've looked into this very deeply, this concept of what makes age. Because I was thinking, what may, or do people grow old and wrinkly and weak and frail because of time? No, 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 because that's just th- nothing, right? So I was thinking, okay, what is the mechanism of that? Is it how many scratches we take? Is it how many breaths? And I was like, what is causing this? I, because I used to be very strongly into becoming an immortal. This was this thing. I was chasing the fountain of youth, the philosopher's stone almost. This was this thing. If, if I figured it out, then I would have all the time in the world to figure out the rest. So I gave years of my life to the to understanding what what makes someone expire, and what is methods and understandings. And to truly even develop a method to combat something, you have to be open minded enough to at least acknowledge what you were dealing with here. And that's where the first step of it, most things is is to the acknowledgement step. And what I've stumbled upon, Chris Wilson, is this decay concept skeletal decay call it people call it aging I, I i like the term i really run to is skeletal decay but but it's interesting because any other anything that would would have to get would be like it's either an implanted thing the skeleton was planted as a like it was forced into us almost somehow Planted in our makeup as a anchor for for lack for almost a limiter or a governor of power because it's like okay this skeleton is not going to let them grow long enough to so the skeleton was a guarantee to decay within a controllable time or there has to be a either they don't have skeletons the the these immortals don't have skeletons or a something zip with skeletons or final thing is. Or the final thing is, they're not physical. Well, they have the ability to uh, transmutate as well as uh, to uh, uh, everything we always wished uh, that we could master. Telecommunications, they're uh, psychic so that they can uh, communicate telepathically, uh, transmutate, they can change their form, they can uh, uh, 
They can't die. Well, they they can't. Well, not in not neither do we. We are eternal beings. We're just not. No, but but I mean the sense of this 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 born process and slowly decaying till old gray hair death. That concept of death, no, not the actual age. energy, death, which is which is something that maybe they is. It's either oh they're freaking they get in the last laugh and like ha those flawed those sub creatures those sub existing sub being creatures those those less than creatures or or they are longing to understand what it is to be fleeting in a way that is so strong and is so more than likely going to happen more ninety nine point nine percent of humans around us we see die and and. So it's hard to convince humans. It's hard to convince ourselves that we're special. That we're that we're the one out of a billion people that are just we're gonna master skeletal regeneration. We're gonna we're gonna unlock the code because when there's a million to one, the mind puts that in its statistic of okay, that's success rate. Those people, none of them figured out what they might doing different, and then to build that that concept is is an interesting thing. So I wonder if it's a like a, a anchor our, our decay or if it is something that adds to our our bit of philosophical meaning of this whole thing because it is man I tell you I know what it's like to have a skeleton and it's decaying inside me man and it's aging me every day and people don't even acknowledge it. That's what's going on. People think it's time that's aging, and people think it's die. People think it's the sicknesses and diseases. And but, if, but in, in the theory of the skeletal decay being the exact cause of why people age at all, i.e., if people could stop the skeletal decay, they would i.e. stop a hundred percent aging. If that were the case, then I know what it feels like to have this thing rotting inside me and me battling against theories to to. And just even coping with it and knowing that it's like, hey, I, I was planted at existence, at this life's existence, whether it be my first life, many lives in, at this particular Rico Rox's run, it, I was implanted with this, this skeleton in me. And this thing is physically aging my skin cells and my all the blood in my body from the inside out through its vaporous decay. And... And, and what does one man do with that information? Who created this contraption? Where does this contraption find way in a cosmic sense? Because what an anchor of a, of a aspect to our makeup. Yeah, we have amazing minds and we're spirits and we're unlimited and we don't die. But but this, out of all things, give us a decaying skeleton anchor in the core of our physical shell. What a what a what it's rod in the spoke if as it were but it's a it's a it's a deep concept brother and it's it's interesting that i wonder when i start looking back in history i'm going to see if i could find answers in those theories of who invented or where these ideas of skeletons come in and and, and the, the most rarest fossils and the most grandiest fossils and the things that defy history that the giants all these things where skeletons come in variation because it's it's something deep in there. I don't know how often you think about skeletons and bone. All fourth and fifth dimensional beings, they have, uh, well, of ones that are humanoid. There's about, the CA categorized off-world races uh, as about 16 different forms between exoskeletons, uh, non-skeletons, uh, vertebrae, cartilage, 
like octopus to uh, sharks to um, uh, humans to reptiles, insects. Basically, what the public doesn't know is that our creator afforded the propensity for every type of life form to ascend in higher intellectual and spiritual consciousness. So, um, have you ever heard of uh, Michael Prince? Or uh, he goes by two names, Michael Prince, or I'm thinking of his other one. Um, Sounds familiar. No, it'll come to me in a minute. Um, James Caspolt. Okay, and he, what, what's the what's the what's the area of the subject MI6 on the agent? Name? And he, he oh, was okay. uh, his parents were MI six. They gave him away to be raised at age four in Canada, in uh, Alberta, and basically uh, it was a, a, a neo Nazi organization where they were trained underground and were uh, being taught. Uh, supernatural abilities and he was taught how to basically use his psychic abilities to kill for one a mental killing Uh, he became a special agent for them Uh, he's in England right now because he was married to a Jewish princess and her family was very wealthy and set him up and he's doing uh, uh, basically uh, life imprisonment for a murder he didn't commit and a, a bar fight Oh my goodness! How lame they patched his ass. I, I would love to talk to that guy, Michael Prince. I would love to talk to him on his theories of the the skeletal position in psychic ability. Well, he saw both Queen Elizabeth II transform into a what was it? Um, she transformed into a dragon or a reptile. She saw George H. Bush, H. Uh, w. Bush, transform into a wolf. And what they would do is, these children are extremely—they're extremely uh, brilliant, and they're what you call Mensa students. And that's what the CIA and the MI6, which is equivalent of our of our CIA, is. And uh, basically, he was eventually rescued from there, but uh, and then brought to Ottawa, Canada, and then originally, then eventually back. But he talked about his assassinations that he, he that he uh, was involved with. And that um, one was in uh, Indonesia, where he was uh, brought over there because he has such incredibly gifted psychic abilities. He can not only kill with his own mind, but he can also uh, uh, levitate. He can uh, trans uh, transition mentally from. Dude, I fuck with that shit, bro. I I believe in shit like that. I actually am a practitioner of mental powers, and. That is one of the, I would love to master the ability to make someone else kill themselves. Can you imagine going into somebody else's consciousness and then forcing them to end their own life? Well, he had and then two that he went after that he was told to that'd be so to, cool. to locate with his uh, higher consciousness. And uh, one was in Indonesia, and that was a Syrian, which is a wolf type that are in comp- have always been in competition with the reptilians as they fought over parts of our solar system and. It was bouncing from treetop to treetop. They did not catch him, but it was uh, the Syrians are wolves that walk on two two paws. But they're fourth dimensional, and they uh, they are just one race. Another one was uh, in a form of an octopus that uh, basically um, does not have a vertebrae as we have. But they're basically my point is this is proof 
through his testimonies that the creator gave us gave consciousness and ability to ascend in higher consciousness to any type of life form you've heard of it Exactly. I really respect that, man. You actually like brought this conversation to a very simple, sophisticated place. For example, the consciousness could be looked at as a hermit crab prior to a shell. It's just an entity, but then it adds this outside layer, which is then the higher consciousness of a shell to harden itself and become a completely new life form, basically. Well, the reptilians have built bases throughout the world. The largest one I've encountered is below Los Angeles that was discovered in 1933. That I, I wonder what the size of an average reptilian origin historical classic run-of-the-mill... The East Indian race of the uh, Hindus uh, replicates their, their hierarchy uh, at the very top. I bet you they're a few inches big, bro. I bet you the, re- the race of reptilians, they're actually very no, small. They're, they're just the opposite. But I can imagine that, though, because most people would probably think giant reptilians, but wouldn't it be more interesting or very interesting as well if this super hyper, one of the elite races of the world that is running a bunch of shit through some kind of secret shit and human brainwashing and psychic abilities and have built these layers of society and armor and physically took over these masses and everything was truly a small little lizard people? Wouldn't that be kind of fucking cool? Well... Instead of a big, smart, like, evil-looking smart thing? No, it was just a bunch of little lizards that, went, like, ages ago were like, hey, we're small, but we're smart nice, fuckers. That's not how it works. Um, but then, my mind just jumped there. I'm smoking at the moment. I want to – there's two things I want to cover with you real quick, and I'm going to just say one theory that popped in my head, first, but then I want to actually ask you a deep question. I how the reptilians' hierarchy works is that they have – Okay. The, the, you have the, the highest uh, tier, you have the um, – what is called the uh, – um, uh, royalty and nobility. They are gray mm. off white scaled. Uh, they have horns and they have wings, but only those. Those are nobility and royalty. Then the next tier is the rest are all green, and they are. Uh, uh, the next is uh, scientists uh, and. Um, uh, but they evolved through their brains, not their engineers. They evolved through their, their their being able to build armor around themselves and, and structure their inventions and little by little build themselves into this master race. Not They didn't have this giant, beautiful wingspan like an angel or an eagle. And naturally, I would say the reptilian. But they are the, smart. The, fourth, the, the next tier down is, is the uh, engineers and scientists. And all of these are, are green. They taught the uh, mm. nobility and royalty. They're 12 to 14 feet tall. And, uh, in fact, there was... Yes, really? they're that big. They're gigantic. Do they go... Does their IQ drop into when their size gets bigger, or is it not... Is no, it, that is... That's a normal height. They're reptilian-based. They basically... They don't oh, have... Holy their crap, life, dude, Their life bursts are, are reptilian. They're, they're, they're egg-laying. And then I said the, the fourth tier I already said is engineers, scientists. The third tier is the... Uh, technicians and administrative. The fourth tier is the warrior class, and the fifth tier is the labor class. And that's exactly how the Hindu uh, uh, five-tier uh, race basically works in theirs. And that's where it was copied from. But the point is, is that uh, I have from uh, James Casbolt or slash Michael, uh, J- uh, Michael Prince, I have a photo of a severed reptilian head it is a photograph that was taken in the jungles of brazil where the locals had captured one severed the head and were showing the head around to the locals in the village 
but it is an actual photograph that came from his site. And reptilian. I'm trying to get. There is a full body one that I haven't gotten. I've got to go to him, and he's uh, an American. He's uh, uh, Sean Malone, M A L O N E. Uh, he's a Buddhist Tibetan. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Instructor, but he's been on uh, a few shows. I have not talked to him personally, but I have his website. I just have not found the reptilian body he he mentioned. I know he's got it, but he has uh, decoded or deciphered uh, the correlation between uh, the uh, various types of alien races of the three point five foot to four foot grays, all the way up to uh, reptilians. Mm-hmm around the world and the correlation, how they've been on this planet and that this, the same ones from that were found in like, oh, what was it? I think it was Norway or Sweden or maybe, no, I'm sorry, Soviet Union were the same ones that were found in Peru and many other correlations of other types. His, his, his website is good. You should see it. He uses his... Uh, Makes sense. His, his, and my mind is just running on, on the possibilities of their their genetics makeup and... The, how how far how deep the history can truly run once you start involving that kind of talk. When you start talking about races, when you start talking about history, it can go so far back. Well, it can go because we're talking about history in all oh, the last couple of fifty hundred years. But when you talk about races that are anti aging and and this that and, and and different, it's like oh, they could go back to where it's almost unfathomable to a human brain. Depending on how deep it runs. I'm going to walk into my office and uh, send you. Uh, I, I was able to read the dark print of your uh, email. So anyway, I'm going to send you the file uh, that you, that you wanted. Uh, yes. Let me. I have a, a question. I, I really personally kind of want to take your take on, and it has to do with comatose. But first, let me just throw this random theory because I was smoking while I was thinking about skeleton when I was rambling about skeleton shit earlier. I was fucking taking a toke here and I thought to myself, this popped in, so don't judge me, it popped in my head though. I was sitting there talking about skeletons and then all of a sudden my mind said, what if the moon is made out of a skeleton? The moon is the big brown thing we see is actually one giant. Fr- well, you you got the right concept. Chunk of a skeletal material and that that is what's causing our human skeletons to decay. It's the reaction of the pull from that huge thing almost pulling us, pulling the energy towards it, almost like a giant skeletal, some kind of collector. But wow, that's interesting. And But no, what I was asking, I don't know if you ever considered this, but you mentioned near-death experience and gifts. Correct. And you framed it in a way, and I found and I found that interesting because I've had many short-term near-death experiences in my my time where it's very close to death for a little while, and then, but but I was thinking, wow, to get to that to that long-term near-death experience versus just short-term, and I was thinking, wow, I, and then also, but I I must ask, have you ever considered if there is a age? limit to that because if you get the gift of a long-term near-death experience at maybe later in life but would that could the gift just be as be as powerful or as usable to someone who has it maybe as a child a near-death long-term comatose experience as a baby 
Um, well, what I can tell you is basically when you cross over, we never die. Whatever is wrong with the body mentally and physically stays with the body. And when you cross over, you ascend into what is known as a fourth dimensional etheric realm. And unfortunately, mm. and this is hard for the audience to understand unless they've experienced it, and I wouldn't wish it on anyone. <coughs> Excuse me, we've had so much rain here in Florida that we're like getting flooded out. I went through the hurricane, Ian. We had, you have that effect on the weather. We had 90 miles. You make it wet. Right, but it's all done by harp. It's all manipulated weather. Harp is... Right, but no, let, let me ask you this, because the reason I ask is because maybe it's just me desperately feeling a narrative in my mind of why I could be a chosen one and how I could ascend my peasant exist my peasant birth. But when we talk about a long-term near-death experience, I was born premature, two months, and I didn't leave the hospital for the first two, three months of my life, which... Kind of, if you look at it from a very specific lens, could say I was in a comatose fetal experience there because I was not well enough to go home. They had to keep me incubated and who knows what the fuck they did and who knows how long it took before I was actually taking to treatment and being responsive and without needing the machine assistance. And I wonder, my mind beckons, if someone in the, a premature fetal state is foreign thrown into that right from conception, born into a near death, needs to be under garden key incubation state for a few months. If that can be considered a phase of near death experience phenomenology and can attain experiences and or insight through that of the prolonged experience, even though there was no previous life experience, the actual little baby, thus Rico Rocks, technically still was given something which wasn't supposed to, if I was a healthy nine-month-old baby, I wouldn't have had that near-death state. And I wonder if if that's, it could it could have enhanced me in some way because even though I don't haven't had adult or late life long-term near-death, I've had many, many short-term near-death, many, many short-term. Hopefully we don't but get any. I, I beckon. I think that premature thing, it really did set me up in an interesting way. It's conceivable. Uh, I can't answer that. That thing changed my whole life, bro. It changed everything ever about me and being born two months early, and it's made me nothing but powerful. Well, that's good. But uh, you survived. Many don't. And uh, Right. And I didn't, I know I survived, but I, I thrived. Right. And all I can tell you is that basically when we cross over, as I mentioned, everything that's physically or mentally wrong stays with the body. But you have to understand there's a lot of children that are from anywhere from, uh, oh, say, one years old all the way up to teenagers and beyond that basically get drowned, crushed, and buildings collapsed and everything. And mm -hmm. they actually get – there's three types of consciousness. Jesus Christ, Chris Wilson, what the fuck? Yes, he's like, kids are dying out there getting pulverized. Oh, they but yes, but what? Three, three types of consciousness. There's benevolent, which is positive. Which we are okay. Mm. There is don't you don't 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 we is a very interesting right, term. I'm generalizing, but I'm saying that is that is okay. what we are supposed to be okay. And mm. unfortunately, that's not happening today, as you can see with how the world is running. Then you have the indifferent, and that is neutral. And one example of, uh, in the fourth mm. dimensional realm 
you have the insectoids and the great whites. Uh, the great whites have been in Nevada for since 1950, and our government's been working with them. And I've got an article by Charles Hall, who's later got his doctorate in physics and after his uh, uh, bachelor and, and master's. But he was stationed at Area 53-54, and he was the only one that was enlisted. But he did not sign a special contract whereby he could never talk about it. And everybody else there was a full colonel or above. And Right. He was smart enough to say, I'm paralyzed. I can't use my hands. So it just happened that they were working with the tall whites. And the tall whites are erased from the Albertan, uh, Albertan uh, uh, constellation. And they are six to six and a half, about six and a half feet tall. And they have inverted knees, unlike ours, but they can run very freaking fast, almost like speed of light. And see, I was hoping that other very powerful races out there in our near galaxies would be a lot smaller. I, I was really rooting for that. I was really rooting for that because just, just for just, I don't know, for some reason, I, I like that that paradigm of a small little tiny thing because I feel like in the cosmic sense we could be pretty tiny humans compared to some, let's say. 70 foot tall titanic titan monolith creatures which is these huge freaking the huge the word i'm looking for is elementals some huge giant elemental titans and and then so it's like okay humans were four or five feet five six feet and i was thinking man we could have been 70 feet we could have been five inches we got about five six feet so so i, I always think it's like I always try to imagine the different races and the broad spectrum of intelligent, powerful races. And, and it's, I was hoping there'd be a bigger variation in the actual size, well, the great like more randomness to it. Like a spider's little and an ant's little, but then we're big. I was hoping that there'd be a really powerful race out there the size of an ant. The great whites live 800 years minimum. Okay. And they've been around, uh, they were in Greece and they were treated as gods. Okay. By the Greeks. And because they were so much, basically, I told you that we have our antiquated system of intelligence, which is about 180 points for genius, okay? And there's mm -hmm. their average intelligence of the fourth dimensional race is 1,200. It's not arithmetic. It's exponential. They're 500 times. It's interesting that word you use, intelligence. I was just listening to a talk about the term intelligence the other day, of what, that the word intelligence that derives from the ability to... I don't really, it's slipping me at the moment, but the, the actual term intelligence is an interesting one to use when you say intelligence because power and intelligence is, not to get too philosophical again, I'll, I'll time it in, but just, just thinking out loud is the thing. Intelligence is, it's interesting what word to use there instead of powerful or, or some other word, but intelligence, sometimes it, it's, it's more, it seems like it's a single trait instead of a, over-consuming trait, like creation is, sounds better than intelligence, like, like the creator isn't just, he's not intelligent, he's the creator, it's like he's the ability, not just to be intelligent, but to create, I think there's a better term than, than to, to, to value different races on than intelligence, I think intelligence is a very human thing, or am I, am I tripping, am I too, am I getting too far into this punch here? That we've never been taught correctly, and we're not going to be. And we have to learn on our own, but I was being a professional analyst and researcher. Those were just two of my fortes besides 
plans, operation, execution, and logistics in the military is that of course we're, we're not going to be given the answers to life and beyond. And you gotta you gotta be, think really interesting way to to even open up the doors to the answers. So we have to learn it on our own, and that is the only way that we'll actually be able to gain the knowledge we should have. And it's just sad that uh, um, this is how our world has uh, evolved into um, basically pure evil. Because it's all based on... It's, it's chaotic. It's chaos theory, brother. The world in a just spiraling variation of variables. And then it's the, the chaos in the order. The order in the chaos, as it were. Well, Chris Wilson... Big Chris Wilson, my dog. So you could say you are an analyst? No. That it's, all right, folks. Analyst. That's pretty good. Analyst. But, yeah, I know. I'm just messing with you. But it's funny. Earlier, I was rambling about this fascination where I have with the, the verbiage skeletal decay. And we were talking about these doors being opened through individual seek of existence and Exploration of the senses, the true, the true essence of creation being vibrated back to itself, and it's funny that they, I like the term skeleton key because you think about oh oh what can I do like well, how can I find this the answer is like wouldn't it be nice to have a skeleton key to unlock any door? That's when you start getting into to to I just play on words well, there actually, for it's more homage to the skeletal the skeleton army out there. The skeleton army, I think there's some deep stuff going on there. I think they always say the answers are right underneath our nose. The, the, we always overlook so many of the things that are right in front of us. And it, it's interesting. Humans and our egos and our, our place in this earth and, and all this. And to to only see the, the shell, not the inside. We look at our, our faces and we do our makeups. And we grow our hair out and everything and... All right, I just sent you part but two of the really, secret founding of America, the Irish words of its of civilization. So you've got part two. Uh, what was the essay that you wanted to get? And I'll, I'll, I can pull it off. I've got about thirty eight hundred. The initial, the initial essay. No, I sent part two. I'm sending part one as well because you didn't get that because I didn't have your email. Well, let's let start me out with that. Start me out with that because I do not. History is a new hobby of mine, so I have to. Uh, Oh yeah, I, I purposefully denounced history as for a lot of my early odysseys because I figured the past, this is what I was thinking as a young, I was like, I could sit here and master history as a young, like maybe an 18 year old, young, immortal chasing philosopher at this point myself. And I was thinking... Huh, that, that is a, I, I love the concept. I was like, wow, that shit's fascinating as fuck. I was like, but I realized it would take a bunch of time. And I was thinking, hmm, could do that. Or I could put my effort into ascension and re to overpowering the skeletal decay and to gaining skills of power. And then once I have that a little more handled, then that's going to assure me more more time and or free mind, open, relaxed mind to then give months and years to studying research. So, so I did wait. I waited an extra 10 years to start even really getting versed in too much history. But I'll tell you, 
I did it not through accident. I did it through decision because I I didn't want it to cloud me in a certain way. I wanted to gauge first and then play with it and then see what's going on. And, and I think it was I, I think I didn't wait too too long, but I think it's I think it's pretty fun and awesome to learn. I just wanted to see what my brain could handle before I fill it up. I wanted to fill it up with. The, these, just in case I went, drove myself crazy, I wanted to at least give her a good run with the the Rico Rock's mind, and and yeah, I'm ready for some history now, baby. So so we'll start me out with that. We'll start me out with that because because then I can actually start dialoguing a little better because I have pretty good philosophical dialogues, but my historical dialogues are quite abstract. I'm editing this so you'll get uh, part one right now because every time you send it out. This is all based on Bill Gates' demonic. Every time I send it out, it always changes my work over to two things. One, it changes the I, I created at twenty-four or twenty-one uh, font size, and in other words, pitch. And then, uh, then I change it to uh, what is known as um, Arial. And okay. so the point is, is that um, this basically gets converted to number one, 12 pitch, and number two, um, what is called Helvetica, which is the only demonic script that Bill Gates has in in Word. So I'm just cleaning it now so that it... Uh, yeah, I'm so inversed in demonology, demonics and this and that. I, I, I treat it with such a lighthearted disposition because... I don't know if I don't take it serious enough or if I, there's just some, cause I, I, my imagination sees demons and I could see the powers that be, but I think I'm, my mind is just, it plays in so many other realms that I don't get too, too caught up in demons yet. But I'm definitely interested. The terminology you use is very fascinating, man. I listen to people's terminologies. I tell you, it's, it, it, what the terms people use really reveal, can reveal or to, to or open new things in. I like to explore terminologies, man. And fuck yeah, Chris Wilson, you are number one, baby. Okay, I've done. What a talk! What a talk! We talked about a lot of philosophies. We talked about we we started off so smoothly. We started from societal, then jumped deep into like theoretics, and then the history, then back into theoretics, then to philosophy. What a swim that was, man! What a swim that was. But I do, but I do to to, to just at least let, close my th- my closing thoughts on the races thing, on the being different races of of creature, of intelligent creature, or of creature that have some sort of role in our day to day, and whether it be behind curtains or unbeknownst or cognitively dissonanced out of us. But let's see part talk. one. Actually, relevant creatures and races that we can apply with today. It's an interesting thing about it's. Makes you wonder, buddy. It makes you truly, truly wonder uh, where how deep that goes. Because, but the human race, man, we are fascinating for sure. I feel like the humans are a big bag of potential in a way where I think some races get their maturity and their their full potential quicker or more imprinted at birth. Where humans. I find us miraculously and remarkably moldable and adaptable. And, and that right there, that right there really does make 
of the best philosophers in the universe, humans. And that's why Rico rocks. You can look galaxy to galaxy, entity to entity. All right. Give, and I'm hosting. Give me the subject matter because of, of, of the essay you wanted. Okay. I'll, I just need the uh, basically what type because I've got about 3,800 on this laptop. So Type? Like the type no, size? No, type meaning the or, subject matter. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So how about this? Start me off with, or because I was I was interested in the name of America, but I was oh, also interested okay. in the the origins of of skeletal, oh, and then. Need to know that one. Uh, well, yeah, no, I find it interesting, but in gen- like, general, that America is just one of the first clues. But I want to know what the heck the actual the naming of things are. Like, who invented these freaking names? Earth. America freaking, comes from the from the Inca word. Amaruka, A M A R. Yeah, show me, send me some Inca stuff. I'm gonna take a quick look at Inca, but don't don't overwhelm me now. I'm I'm more than likely just go listen to your podcast, but I'll skim. Okay, hold on. I've got a lot of pictures. Uh, you're clever enough. I've seen that you can actually do uh, snapshots and and put images onto the uh, uh, essays or just the the chat that we do. So you you've got. I always include pictures. You can see all these. All right, so I'm going to see which one is the best one. And that one's obviously, uh, that one didn't come through. So, um, man, th- thank you for the talk today, Chris Wilson. Social suicide here. Trico Rocks, for anyone who doesn't know, I think today was a nice reminder what Chris and I, Wilson, seem to remind each other and seem to, to bring out of each other is a a very solid feeling of, there's more than meets the eye, baby, that, yes, you can put yourself in a habitual societal paradigm. Sure, we all do it. But, 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 folks, there is, there is, there's layers, there's, there's deep, there's depth, and it really is up to rider's discretion there it's willing to ride play with you as far as you're willing to play with it it's it's willing to take you for a ride if you can keep a secret it is a bridge that can cross the ocean as it were and it is the power of free thought and podcasting with good people like chris wilson so chris wilson you are a treat darling all right, I'm going to do a little editing on this so uh, you get a far- larger font and you'll have it in about five minutes. Keep talking. Yes, sir. I'm actually going to clip this episode here. Well, I'll end us with the word of the day, though. And this is, this is going to be a part two of Rico Rocks and Chris Wilson. This is Social Suicide Podcast, episode 50, big episode 50. And I'll tell you, that's five X's, baby. So that's Rico Rocks. And what a treat this was. Thank you for, for your lovely way of conversating. It's I always enjoy it and I'm always I always will give you a, a nice thought whenever you give me the time of day. So so thank you for joining the show today. I'm gonna end this end this broadcast of Rico Rock's Social Suicide fifty with a word of the day. And there's so many words that are on my head that I want to look up because of all the things we talked about. Like, I want to look up intelligence. I want to look up skeleton. I want to look up so many different terms that we've used. I want to look up 
free. I want to look up so many, so many things, but we're going to stick it to, to not every word I want to look up while I have this dictionary here. And so just to pick a random word here in the dictionary for our word of the day. Word of the day. All right. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hmm. All right. Rico, America is from the Inca word Amaruca, A-M-A-R-U-C-A, and it translates into land of the plume serpent, which is also translates into land of Lucifer. This is the real story behind our... Right. Uh, That's fascinating, man. See, now that, my friends, is... It's interesting because now what I want to do is I want to connect that, what you just said, connect it to the founding fathers, connect it to the... the Quakers, I want to see where they said, hey, we found this nice, beautiful land. I want to know where at one point it went from old Native America to the people that want to name it that, get in contact with the people who are making the naming, and then named it that. Because out of all the names you could have named this whole new continent, you went with that. And I find that very, very telling of something. Like, hmm. Well, who really was who was making the choices at that time then? Because if it was these travelers from England, I doubt they would use those terminologies, unless that's what they brought from England. Is that like an English thing, like this this serpent love thing? Well, everything we've learned in life is wrong. <laughs> okay, in general, in general, I'm saying the It's a fact. A fact? Is a fact. The only 1% that we learned or a fraction of 1% is what we learned from our parents of the mores, the values, the ethics, beliefs of how to live a decent moral life and the rest is all lies. Yeah, that's a very powerful paradigm once you find it in whenever, however long it takes for someone to play with that, that theory of what if I look at life through a perspective of every single thing I was ever, ever shown, told, taught, habitualized to, conditioned to, all this was a complete falsehood, a complete, whether it be intentional or unintentional, complete, incorrect form. And I've played with that. I've played with every single thing I was ever taught. Was not, and that was what it, where that left you, the, the, the mind, my mind, Rico Rocks, is at a beautiful starting point because I told myself at one point for thought experiment, what if every, I'm going to look through life through a perspective of every single thing, as far back as I could possibly push it to my first memory of childhood. It was unintentional, intentional. I'm not sure, but falsehood. And then where would that leave a free being? And it left you with a, a place of, well, what would, is a chance of refilling that, that whole arc with something and that's where it mattered because it's like okay it's going to give you i don't know how many chances your mind will give you to completely wipe it but it'll give you a one or two for sure where it says okay from everything from this point on was a preset other persons other entities other intentioned other scheme this something that was not for me some other outside things intention with my mind now understanding of complete everything was not as it was sent boom your mind's going to say fair enough happens to the best of us 
we had to make it through the fray. Now, what? So, what is then the the truth? And then that is where is the next phase comes in when it's definitely not the shit that they said. But then now, not only to revert back to that or leave your mind blank, it's to give it all the things that the things that fed you the lies didn't give you, which is unlimited power and perception and grace and light and all that because our mind is going to ask us well if everything was a lie then what is true and that is where your mind is going to search within you for something there and it's you got to tell it it's Rico Rocks bitch Black Sun No Limit Soldiers 221 gang 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 follow the show no but in any case folks I'm going to look for the word of the day and not ramble on my my little moment I had in life when I did clear my mind of everything that was shown to me and it left me in such a a place of control where do we go from here like setting sail in the open sea and, and I told I set sail for for a great beautiful land which I'm gonna name America 2.0. Alright, folks. It's gonna be it's gonna be West America. Not North America, South America. I'm gonna name it something so original. East America. It's gonna be my big island I find. It's gonna be the next glorious thing. I would never do that. I would I'll be turning my grave if if Rico Rocks discovers a whole new continent and starts a whole new empire and they end uh, without my saying so, it goes down in history books and carries on as one of the Americas, I will be turning in my grave. I'm just putting that on document now. I would not have done that. I would have named it something way more tight. Something way more pimp. It would not be no America. That's so unoriginal. North America, South America. Who the fuck named this? Who the fuck named this? But alright, folks. I'm getting very close to honing on a word here. Thank you for your patience, folks. This is your main man, Rico Rocks. So one of, I'll just jump to a word I really want to look at. I'm going to look up reptile. Instead of just looking for a random word, I'm going to go to a word specific. I'm going to look up the word reptile, folks. So I'm at the REPs. Let's see here. Reptile. Reptile. Let's see here. Unfortunately, I'm not the, my ABCs are not the most understood or else I'd find it right away. Rip. Very close, folks. Reptile, here it is, folks. Alrighty. So, a reptile is defined as, in this edition of a dictionary, <clears throat> reptile, reptile, or reptile, a cold-blooded animal that has a backbone, interesting verbiage there, and crawls on its belly or creeps on very short legs. That's what I was thinking, the short thing. Snakes, lizards, alligators, turtles, are reptiles a mean sneaky person uh yes so he is right there is a bunch of freaking 
reptiles running the show. Bunch of mean, sneaky people. But all right, folks. This has been Rico Rocks, Chris Wilson. Free mind, free mind, free mind. You'll have this in about. Thank you, Chris. Free mind, Chris. Free mind. I'm having to do more editing to this than I expected, but you'll get it in about half an hour or so, within the hour. <clears throat> but you'll have the one on uh, uh, from the Inca god Amaruka.